Welcome to the Catholic Sportsman Show podcast. Today's show is a special edition, Catholic Sports Heroes of the Super Bowl. Take a look and listen to these traditional sights and sounds of the big game. From the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, CBS Sports proudly brings you Super Bowl XIV. The NFC champion Los Angeles Rams meet the defending NFL champion Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome to football's answer to the Mardi Gras and for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Oakland Raiders the agony of this long two week wait is just about over. Pat Summerall with John Madden at the Silverdome in Pontiac the site of Super Bowl 16. So we're now just moments away from the kickoff Super Bowl 17 from the Rose Bowl. Super Bowl 18 a matchup between the two best teams in the National Football League. The Redskins 31 and 3 over the last 34 games. The Raiders 25 and 9. Well, you have to admit. Good evening, course, everyone. This is impressive. the Catholic Sportsman Show podcast for another evening of great spirituality and sports discussion. How are you guys tonight, Paul and Randy? Excellent. I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing? We're doing we're doing great here. Um, it is February, so the year's already moving along, right? And uh, fat uh, Fat Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. That's right. So we're splurging. I I, I I'm gonna have a hot dog, a Dodger dog tonight, and then the rest of the time I will be in. Uh, uh, you know, fasting, of course, right? Right. So, right. so but a blessed Lent to all of you. Yes. Tomorrow. Yes. Good job. One good good note for all of our fans who followed us is churches are opening up again. So that well, praise was, God. Praise God. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Have you guys uh, been to a service uh, in a church uh, recently? Mm-hmm. Not yet, no. Cool. Yeah, here in California, you know, finally the state Supreme Court realized that, you know, they can't keep us out of the churches. uh, So it was was good to hear that ruling uh, last week. Uh, As one one, uh, of the news pundits said, how come we can push each other and run around the supermarket and stand next to each other, but we can't sit in our pews and praise praise and worship god so uh, thank you god for that yeah yeah yeah. pray it's a good segue right so exactly uh, so all right so the name of the father the son and the holy spirit Spirit. amen Amen. Amen. and dear lord yes we do thank you for letting us go back into our churches and we just thank you for tonight um just to help us get ready for lent but uh we're going to talk about some famous Catholic athletes that have done well in the Super Bowl and some of the awesome pro-life ads that were on the Super Bowl. And we just ask you, Lord, to send the Holy Spirit down upon us to open our hearts and our minds to what you want us to say. Hail Mary, 
full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mary Mother, Mother of God, of God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, now and at the hour, hour of death. our death. Amen. Amen. Saint Sebastian, Christian, patron saint of athletes, pray, pray for, for us. us. Blessed Carlo Cutes, our technical go-to. Pray, for, go -to. Us. Oh, pray, for, pray us. for us. Yes. Name of the Father, and of the Son, Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. So we're going to start off our uh, Super Bowl hero show. And we got a lot of um, people to cover. We got players and coaches. And Randy and Jeff got a whole long list of big Super Bowl Catholic heroes we can go over. Yes. Uh, so we'll uh, turn it over to. Should we do the players first? And we'll yeah, get, I, I get thought we, I thought we would start uh, with the players. Um, just, uh, just let everyone know we're talking about Catholic athletes that have become uh, superstars in their own right, in some degree, or lesser-known athletes that have become stars because of the Super Bowl. Now, I think you guys might be wondering. Well, we already had the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> I think it was better that we don't compete with all the media covering the pregame. And I think it's just a little uh, probably more apropos to do the postgame follow-up of the big game. Right, guys? Sure, why not? Sounds good to me. All I know is I am already dying for not having football. So I'm glad we can still talk about football and our faith together today. Okay. So you guys would like to know a little bit about some of these are people you've known that have been in the Super Bowl. Some are, like I say, some are stars, some are lesser known players. Uh, I guess we really have to start at the top and uh, most recently, right? Uh, and talk about El Senor Brady, Mr. Tom Brady, right? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, it was not unexpected that this goat, right? Tom is known as the goat of football, uh, the G-O-A-T. What is goat? Goat Jeff, is, what it's, is a, it? it's an acronym, right? Greatest of all time. So, uh, he is a goat. He is the goat of football. Uh, I want to preface it that we all know who the real goat is, right? We follow our goat. That's right. right. The greatest. J. J. Christ. Jesus Christ is our greatest of all time. But he and his father have blessed many uh, young people in athletics to rise to the top and become champions, right? And Mr. Brady is probably, uh, and we'll go down in you know, the history of today in sports as the greatest of all time, after his, how many Super Bowls has he won? Let's. I'm giving you a quiz. Paul has siete dedos, seven, seven. fingers. You are correct. Seven Super Bowl victories. Okay. How how about that for a young Catholic boy from San Francisco? Uh, not too shabby, right? It is a. He is a goat. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking the other day on metaphorically uh, 
you know, uh, sheep and goats, and we fall, you know, and Jesus uh, ca cares for his followers. And, and, and it's kind of interesting that, you know, we use the icon of a goat. Uh, uh, so I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Anyhow, Mr. Brady won his seventh Super Bowl here a week ago, Sunday. Wow. Uh, Amazing. Without much, uh, you know, he just had a, a great game. He, you know, he just engineered a victory. And I don't think the Chiefs really put up much of a fight. Do you? Mm -hmm. So where does Tom's story start? Yeah. Okay. So Tom's Catholic story starts back in the let's see early '80s. He was born. Uh, he is from San Francisco, actually San Ramon, south of the city, and he was born uh, actually very close to where I got raised as a kid, right across the bridge from uh, San Ramon is Hayward. But uh, so Tom was born there, and. Uh, he was born to a uh, Irish Catholic family and Irish Polish family. His father was Irish Catholic. His mother was Polish Catholic. And from the time as young children, he was baptized. And uh, uh, it's seemingly, and from what I researched, he had a pretty normal, I think, well-adjusted upbringing by his Catholic parents. One other interesting tidbit was one of his great great grandfathers, or no, it was two actually, came over during the potato famine in 1849, 1850 um, to San Francisco. I think they were looking for gold myself, don't you? <laughs> so the sure. golden the golden potato. Right, the golden potato. But little did they know that two, three generations down, they would all strike gold with their young one, uh, our our goat, uh, and soon probably uh, to be a Hall of Fame quarterback if he ever plans on retiring. Uh, yes, he, uh, so he he attended Catholic high school, uh, J. Sarah High School in San Mateo, California, and. Um, there was an interesting story I think I shared with you guys last week in our meeting about, um, while you think of Tom Brady and you probably think, well, gosh, you know, he's a, a lifelong Patriot and now a, a Tampa Bay buck. But do you guys know what team he dreamed about playing for? Uh, take a guess. I San, San Francisco Giants. The Giants. Because <laughs> that's well, where he's from. Hey, the other golden team, right? The the the, the 49ers, right? I know Randy, you're pulling my leg. You're just trying to make sure that I'm uh, I know. Well, where he could have played baseball, right? Yeah, he, no, he, he could have played, played, played both sports, maybe one sure, of the Giants. Yeah. Sure. He probably was a Giants fan. Uh anyhow. He uh, he got a chance when he was four years old. This is really neat. He got to go to uh, a 49er playoff game. Now, this puts things in perspective. Uh, Tom is 43 now, right? So he's, you know, we would consider an old goat, but I think, he, you know, he's a little bit, uh, he's broken that mold. But his, at four years old, his hero uh, was 
Joe Montana. So think about it. He was a little kid idolizing Joe Montana. Uh, Notre Dame guy, Randy. Uh, I, of course. I, I haven't researched Joe, but I think he was he may have been a Catholic player also. In any case, uh, Tom got to see if you guys, do you guys remember the famous catch made by Dwight Clark and the 49ers? Oh, yeah. Beat, uh, I think it was the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. He was there. Tom was there as a four-year-old. So he got wow. to see that. So obviously, you know, as a young boy, his, his idols uh, were champions. So does it? It seems to make sense why Tom has gone on to have such a career. Now, a little. Like, oh, go ahead. I think, well, I think the catch was against the Cowboys, right? In the NFC Championship game. Oh, wait. It, may it was in Candlestick there. Park. Okay. I think you're right. Thanks. I was thinking about, there was another big catch, uh, probably uh, uh, Jerry Rice in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know all the 49er facts, to be honest, because I was a Raider fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. Anyhow, I remember that as another story, but yeah, yeah. Uh, So he ended up going to Catholic school. He was recruited by uh, several universities and uh, chose to go to Michigan. If you remember, he was a Michigan. And even then, you know, he got to Michigan. Um, He wasn't the starter. He was actually one of four quarterbacks on the, on the Michigan roster. Um, He worked his way up eventually at his senior year and impressing uh, uh, the Michigan head coach, which I can't recall who that would have been, finally winning the starting job. But even then, he was not highly recruited to go into the NFL. He was really more like uh, when it came to the draft, he was number 200 drafted, and he was in a sixth round taken by the Patriots, of course. Uh, In a way, he was that uh, have you guys ever heard of Mr. Irrelevant? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you're the last guy drafted. Well, while he wasn't that guy, it almost seems like Tom was like the Mr. Irrelevant quarterback chosen. And uh, the rest is history, right? Uh, his uh, time with uh, Bill Belichick and and uh, uh, in a course of 20 years, because he started playing, he was drafted in 2000. So here it is, 2021, 21 years. This is an amazing stat. Seven Super Bowl titles, 10 appearances. That means he averaged uh, an appearance every other year in a Super Bowl. Wow. And, uh, take that one, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Wow, that's a pretty good percentage. That's incredible. Incredible. Um, so once again, Tom, I mean, we could cite all his stats and his MVPs. Uh, what a Super Bowl hero he has become. And, you know, to lots of people out there. Uh, and a Catholic man, uh, he married and uh, married in the Catholic Church uh, when he married his wife, Giselle Boonson. Uh, I remember reading uh, that they had a a very uh, traditional Catholic wedding. And uh, I just, you know, I pray that, you know, here when he finally does decide to hang up the cleats, he will uh, do some incredible things uh, for God and for the church. And uh, 
and that he will be a good example of, you know, Catholic athletes everywhere. So that's Tom. Wow. Any other comments about him? Super Bowl hero number one, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's an amazing win the other day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now how about the other players, uh, Catholic? And I have a list. I'm going to breeze through these rather quickly because I know you guys are chomping at the bit. We don't want our show to go like the length of a football game. <laughs> um, other Catholic Super Bowl uh, stars or heroes, uh, I think this name is probably synonymous with in if you were talking Brady and other uh, Super Bowl heroes of Catholic background, Brett Favre, of course. Uh, Brett Favre, uh, three-time NFL MVP, appeared in three Super Bowls. He won only one of the three, but it was in 1997. He uh, played and... Uh, uh, always perennial player in the playoffs. Uh, just he always gave it his all. Uh, uh, his background as a Catholic um, came from his youth and childhood down in southern uh, Louisiana. Uh, and, you know, he's from the south. So he's surrounded by all the Baptists down there. So yet he managed to remain uh, a Catholic throughout his life. He married a Catholic woman. Uh, initially, I read that he wasn't a real good practicing Catholic, and it was when he met his wife um, and uh, uh, that his faith grew. And it grew through uh, some really uh, troubling situations. Uh, he said that one was his wife uh, came down with cancer. Her name, by the way, was Deanna uh, and is Deanna. And she ended up in 2004, had um, developed breast cancer. Um, and in that same year, her brother, uh, Brett's brother-in-law, actually died on the property of Brett's home in Louisiana in an ATV accident. And it was the same year that Brett's father died. Uh, do you guys remember the famous Monday night game where uh, his father had just passed away literally the day before? And uh, they were saying, you know, oh, how could Brett play? And he, he dedicated that, that night uh, to his father and came back out on the field. And uh, it was, you know, like a last minute victory uh, and he was, you know, very emotionally um, moved by that event. But, uh, oh, and the other thing that happened in that year of 2004 was the Katrina hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. And it wiped uh -huh. out, it wiped out his home. He lost his entire house that year. Uh, wow. So um, he, he had a lot uh, of prayers that needed for him and his family. And from what I understand, uh, he has said that that time in his life has allowed him to grow closer with God, grow closer with his wife. Um, they have developed a, uh, uh, a charity that is tied into uh, supporting women for breast care 
uh, called the Vienna Favre Breast Care Foundation for Hope. Uh, so they work with women who have been diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Um, so uh, other than that, you know, uh, I always remember Brett showing up at some of those Super Bowls and, uh, uh, you know, great, great games. I always loved John Madden calling a Brett Favre game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, another one of the great all-time heroes. Uh, now, I don't want to steal your thunder, Randy, on this next guy. This is a little more old school. I think we need to go back to old school Super Bowls. Uh, but this man also became a coach. But I'm going to touch on his his uh, playing history. Mr. Uh, his uh, nickname, right. Iron Mike. Iron Mike, right? Did you? I don't know if you were going to talk about Mr. Mike. Mr. Yes, Mi I was. Okay. I am. Which you still can. But, you know, as a player... <laughs> uh, he uh, played in uh, a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys and won his first ring, Super Bowl ring, as a, um, he was actually like a wide receiver and a tight end. And I remember him vaguely in those days. And, you know, he was obviously a very popular player. Uh, but then he went on uh, even more successfully in following Super Bowls, right? And Randy will share with us a little bit about his story there. But a Catholic man, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, doesn't have really have a lot of information about what he has done in his spiritual life. But of course, we all know about his reputation as being a, uh, a tough guy. <laughs> so, but Mike did kind say, and then there's an interesting uh, one of the more interesting facts about Super Bowl that only he has achieved. And we'll talk about that, Randy, when we get to your part. Okay. okay. So anyhow, Iron Mike, Mike Ditka. Uh, next Super Bowl, let's get in. Uh, this one was kind of one of my favorites is um, there was a family, uh, a player, uh who, while he wasn't like a superstar, and I don't even believe yet he's made the Hall of Fame. Well, actually, uh, okay. Let's talk about the patriarch of a family that has been involved in Super Bowls. Do you guys remember the guy named Ed McCaffrey? McCaffrey, okay. Good Scotch, Scottish name, Ed McCaffrey. Mm. Ed McCaffrey is the patriarch of a football family. Uh, you've heard of Christian McCaffrey? Okay. Mm -hmm. Christian, running yeah, running back. Uh, one of the few years back, highly touted uh, recruit, uh, uh, draftee out of Stanford University. Well, the McCaffrey family has been very big in Super Bowls. Ed played both for the San Francisco 49ers and was in the Super Bowls. He's in three Super Bowls. And he also played in two Super Bowls uh, and was a receiver that caught quite a few passes from uh, Hall of Famer John Elway. Okay. Remember the big uh, Elway mm -hmm. dynasty that was back in, I think, uh, about the mid 80s to late 80s and maybe early 90s. Uh, so Ed, the father, uh, their family now has four sons that are have played football uh not only uh christian 
who played for Stanford and at uh, a, um, let's see, okay, Max, the eldest brother, played football at Duke University, and they have two boys that are younger now in college football, Dylan and Luke. So the McCaffrey family is carrying on uh, in a tradition. And uh, uh, so Ed McCaffrey, he was a great Catholic family that, uh, oh, and they're from, uh, actually, Ed's from Allentown, uh, Pennsylvania, originally. And he went to Allentown Central Catholic High School. So kudos to the McCaffrey family. Um, Okay, two more guys. These are really all-time famous Catholic Hall of Fame quarterbacks that hit Super Bowls in their time. Okay, I want to talk about, uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll quiz you on this one. Get ready. Hands on the buzzers. <laughs> this Catholic quarterback, okay, appeared in Super Bowls, many Super Bowls during the 70s, okay? He also is well-known for leading and the captain of the only undefeated, all-time, complete undefeated season team that eventually went on and won the Super Bowl, and they went 17-0. Could you tell me who this guy is? Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy. Exactly. Yeah. Ding! Okay. Uh, Paul, pick up your cash and prizes at the end of the show. <laughs> well, I didn't hit the buzzer, so I actually can't qualify. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bob, you know, was quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, and uh, he was there at a time that essentially there was quite a dynasty, and Randy will also share with us about the bigger Catholic connection there, right, uh, with – Bob and who he played for, but he actually was in three consecutive Super Bowls. Okay. Back in the seventies. Now it was interesting. I'm looking at the statistics. You know how nowadays quarterbacks, what throw like 35 to 50 times a game, right? With, with this new high fangled high speed offense, Bob Greasy in uh, two of his Super Bowls. One of them, he threw, Eight, he, he, he attempted 11 passes and completed eight. <laughs> Can you believe that? Ball control days. Yeah. And then his last Super Bowl he won in their victory over the Vikings in the mid-70s, he threw seven times, completed six of those passes. So if you remember, they had a running back duo called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You remember the Dolphins? that? Yeah. I thought they had three running backs. Well, they did. They actually had uh, Mercury Morris. Mercury Morris. And then they had the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was right. Kick and Zonka. Right? Yeah. Kick Jim and Kick Zonka. and Larry Zonka. So it not, it's Mercury not a wonder Morris. why the Dolphins were uh, heavily run-oriented in, in their Super Bowl uh, mm-hmm. era. So uh, uh, – some the author of the article, and by the way, uh, I researched this through uh, a website called Catholic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, CatholicOnline.com. Um, they quoted uh, 
Bob Greasy in, in his faith as being very strong, faithful person. Uh, he, uh, he, had, he had to overcome uh, things similar to some of the other tragedies, but he lost his wife to cancer in 1988. Uh, he founded uh, a, um, um, a place called Judy's House, which once again supported other women who uh, had cancer and in their treatment. Um, he also has uh, often been quoted as talking about his faith and the strength he has with his son, Brian Greasy. And they are often taught, have heard, been heard talking about their uh, prayer life and their devotions to praying the rosary. Uh, so both um, the father, Bob, and has passed down, uh, obviously, uh, his love for the church to his son, Brian Greasy, who, you know, we know was a quarterback himself and also uh, a coach. And I believe he, you know, is still coaching in the NFL today. Uh, and the very last NFL Super Bowl Catholic hero, very famous. I won't quiz you guys on this one. This is going way back, <laughs> maybe way back to like the late 60s and early 70s is, and I never really knew this, but you all know that uh, Roger Staubach was a very devout Catholic. Oh, yeah. And Super Bowl champion uh, from the famous Cowboys of the 1970s, right? Uh, Roger Staubach um, appeared in five Super Bowls. He won three Super Bowls as a uh, quarterback uh, and uh, won a Super Bowl MVP. Um, there's a funny story about this. You guys are going to like this. And this is quoting from Roger. And he said his Catholic faith was very important to him. And, and he always would practice uh, and pray like on the field. Well, Back in 1975, uh, this was the playoff game that got them to the Super Bowl in 75. They were playing the Vikings. Now, this is one of the most famous plays in, in playoff history, certainly, and it got the Cowboys mm. into the Super Bowl. Uh, it was going, coming down to the last seconds, and he threw, he had to throw a 50-yard bomb to Drew Pearson, okay, in the closing seconds. And it was, wow. it was like the miracle catch, okay? And Je, Je, uh, Roger is quoted as saying to a sports reporter after the game, is he said, uh, uh, he said, I had to pray right there on the field right before that play. And he said, I prayed a Hail Mary just before he threw the pass to Pearson. And that is the game and the play. That started. Oh, interesting. That started. Okay. The lore of what a hail mary pass has become. Okay, that was the beginning of the the what is now a, a game ending attempt at a victory in a, in a time of desperation. But so Roger Staubach is uh, famous that. for cool. starting that terminology in NFL lore, the Hail Mary pass. <laughs> so, well, we do the Hail Mary too. Great, <laughs> yeah. That's a great factoid. Good that's factoid. Great. 
So, wow, isn't it cool to have that many Super Bowl players that are of our faith that uh, in whatever yes. way their you know, contributions both on the field and, you know, <clears throat> hopefully off the field they have made. And for many of them, you know, as role models for um, us as adults and <clears throat> family, uh, having families and also the kids uh, can follow along. And uh, let's let's pray that more Catholic players make make it into uh, the game itself and share their faith. So awesome, cool, amen. All right, Good summary, Jeff. All right, Randy's going to tell us about famous famous Catholic Super Bowl coaches. Cool. And right. First one I'd like to. Highlight is Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss won four Super Bowls. He was an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the New England Patriots. And Jeff, you know who he, who he coached? Uh, Tom yeah, Brady. Thomas Brady. Uh, so good. Hey, what a Catholic connection that was. Ways actually has four Super Bowl rings. However, he served. He also served as a defensive head coach and assistant special teams coach for the world champion New York Giants of Super Bowl Twenty Five. He was also Jeff. I hate to tell you, remind you this, but <laughs> oh, he I was know what. Also, the head coach of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame, right? Charlie Weiss. And yeah. I, I have a quote, Jeff, that you, I have to tell you. He said when he was a coach of Notre Dame, "I've never lost to Pete Carroll, and I'm not gonna start now." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But he was a very devoted Catholic coach. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, he certainly fit the well into the mold of, a, you know, being the leader of a, a school like Notre Dame and playing for Touchdown Jesus, right? Right. Yep. I think he was there for two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is you, you've... Uh, you already spoke about him, is Iron Mike Didka. He was in three Super Bowls. One as a head coach. He has the distinction of having won Super Bowl rings as a player for Dallas in Super Bowl number six, and assistant head coach for Dallas in Super Bowl 12, and as a head coach for the Chicago Bears in Super Bowl 20, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. I, think, the I think that was the best defense uh, in the history, was that, that team. I think so. Kudos to Mike. The quote I found from him was, before you can win, you have to believe that you are worthy. Hmm. Interesting. In it took phenomenal 1985 Bears to an impressive victory win in Super Bowl 20, and they defeated the New England Patriots 46 to 10. 
Yeah. Yeah. Take that one, Patriots. <laughs> and it yeah, wasn't that, even that close. It was not. I, I, I remember that game clearly. Uh, and yeah, that that was probably, well, I mean, gosh, they had Richard Dent and, and you know, you name it. You name it. They were all pro defensive players. Uh, incredible team. Super Bowl was a great team, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they had the fridge. The fridge, too. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, the fridge, yeah. You mm -hmm. couldn't get through the fridge. He was, uh, what was he, like exactly. six foot two, and he weighed about 320-odd pounds, and, uh, you know, he was an anomaly. I mean, you know, nowadays, you think about it, there's athletes as big as a fridge plane, and it's nothing we even bat an eyelash. But in those days, a guy that big, and then they put him in at, like, fullback at the at the goal line? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, that was great. You didn't, you didn't get to him, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Another good, another great Catholic, um, another great Catholic coach is Vince Lombardi. He won two Super Bowls, Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two. And now the Super Bowl trophy is named after him, the Lombardi Trophy. trophy. Yeah. And they all hoist. Tom Brady hoisted the Lombardi Trophy last last Sunday. That's right. This man is legendary. He led the Green Bay Packers to the first two Super Bowls ever. Back in the day when it was the NFL champion playing the AFL champion. Remember, that's how Super Bowl started. Mm -hmm. The NFL playing the a AFL. Lombardi prayed daily to St. Anthony and St. Jude and kept an old black wooden rosary in his coat pocket, which he would finger throughout the day. A quote I found from him is leadership is based on spiritual quality, the power to inspire and the power to inspire others to follow. And that's how he coached. So he coached as he believed. Another great Catholic coach was Don Shula. Yeah. In the first eight Super Bowl games, Shula was the head coach in four of them. And he hmm. won two. Hmm. Get this, gents. He was born and raised Catholic. Shula once considered becoming a priest. He told People Magazine, I once seriously considered the priesthood myself. But then I decided I couldn't be a priest and a coach too. Hmm. Wow. That's awesome, though. At least he considered yeah. it, right? In his book, Everyone's a Coach, Shula wrote that he learned to live his faith early on in his family. We never miss Mass every day. Even today, I try to attend Mass every day. Attending Mass and looking for God, for God, for guidance aren't just habits for me. They matter deeply to me. It makes a real difference to me when I start off each day by giving thanks and asking him 
for help. There's something good about kneeling down, asking for help and listening for answers. So Don Shula was a great Catholic, um, he was a great Catholic witness as far and coach. He did a lot for the community in down there in Miami. Um, and he was a great Catholic uh, man and, and a great Catholic coach. Uh, you know, I would love to have heard conversations between him and his quarterback. I wonder if they sit and talked about their faith together, you know? I don't Bob, know. That's a great Bob, question. Bob and uh, Don. Uh, yeah. Isn't that cool? That, that would, great tandem uh, yeah what a tandem that's for sure mm -hmm. uh so but uh uh you know just once again you know he passed this what 2020 don passed and just, yeah he uh, did what a, what a great man last year yeah what a great man and i think he was very involved with some sister uh some uh, convent down there yeah and that he supported well, he oh, even sorry. had, if you remember, because we did a show uh, that was kind of featured him uh, about the time he passed. Was he talked about how they he chose that Catholic uh, college to uh, have the training camps for, right. uh, and he said that was a way. I mean, this is how he was thinking. It was a way because you know the Dolphins had to spend X amount of dollars to 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 you know find a location well he decided it would work well that the the sisters that ran the college would benefit uh, for the catholic university there college by having the dolphins do their training camp uh, all right and, he, and he, he talked about how he would you know walk from the field over and he could go to mass like every day or the days he you know could could get away from the field right so great Great setup. Uh, I was going to say, the final coach, the final Catholic coach is Chuck Noll. Oh, wow. You remember Chuck Noll? Yeah. Boy, what a list. He won I mean, four Super Bowls. Wow. He was the most successful Catholic coach in Super Bowl, Super Bowl era. Chuck Noll retired undefeated in Super, Super Bowl history having led the Pittsburgh Steelers to the World Championship four times in the course of six seasons. Noel is remembered as a faithful Catholic who tried to influence other people in a positive way. Brian Rooney, a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers Board of Directors, said in an interview, I remember as a young boy, after every game, no matter how big, the team would come into the locker room, take a knee, and recite the Lord's Prayer. That's awesome. And Chuck Noll quote is, good things happen to those who hustle. <laughs> so I guess he meant hustling on the veal and hustling to mass. Right? Right. 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 You know, he his influence with the Roonies, you know, and I've heard read some things about that family, the Rooney family. Of course, you know, he's an Irish Catholic, uh, Art Rooney, uh, you know, originally and only, uh, you know, great things. So, you know, if we ever do a show on the 
the families of uh, football owners. <laughs> right. Uh, that, what a great choice, and certainly what a great choice they made by you know hiring uh, someone like Chuck Knoll. Yeah, well, it kind of makes me think of a trivia question. What coach has won the most Super Bowls? Period. Is it Chuck Knoll? Well, I, I don't expect the answer, but I was just thinking about what you're talking. I don't know. I well, is it? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be Mr. Bilicek <laughs> at this point? Uh, Maybe because uh, be. I can't recall when he wasn't the head coach of a uh, champion Patriots team. But uh, yeah, so. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, for a while there, it may have been the 49ers head coach. Uh, oh, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. But uh, I think our uh, dear old Bill Belichick probably is the overall. But at that time, if you guys remember the Steelers, <laughs> that was you know my most vivid developmental time of the NFL. And as a kid, you know, as a as a 10 to 18 year old, I always got kind of uh, bummed. If uh, it was every year, it seemed like, oh, the Steelers are in it again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was either the Steelers versus the Vikings or the Steelers versus the Cowboys. <laughs> right. America's team. Yeah. Yeah. What right. a, I mean, what a what a organization uh, the Steelers were in those days. Oh, yeah. So well, good. Good list, Randy. That's a very, very good summary. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what a thanks, what a guys. What a great all-time list of yeah, cap, players cap, and coaches. Players and coaches. Uh, um it's it's fun to kind of keep talking about football like you said. I'm I'm uh, suffering withdrawals now cuz it's <laughs> you know, it's kind of that lull between baseball season and basketball hasn't heated up yet. No uh, winter olympics or anything. Right, right. Mm. So but hey, Paul, there's Paul has something interesting to share. Well, while we're on that Super Bowl subject, is well, sure, we got to do the best of the Super Bowl ads, right? The so, ads, of right. course. Yeah. There's... So this year was was good. Um, so we had a we had an ad for Huggies. We got to mention that. So it was really cute to see all the babies and promote, you know, babies, and that that's beautiful and such a pro life message. But uh, the met the uh, the ad that really struck me was this ad by um, it was an ad for uh, Jessica Long, who is a Paralympian. She has won 13 medals and she's 28 years old. She was um, adopted um, from Russia and her parents uh, got the phone call that we have a daughter, you know, daughter for you ready for adoption, but she will lose her legs. But the parents, you know, agreed, right, to mm. adopt her. It was really beautiful. And the ad was just incredible. I mean, props to Toyota, you know, for stepping up and doing that ad, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, so, you know, there's a few things. I was reading an article uh, from Stand Up Girl Foundation, and uh, she is definitely, you know, pro-adoption. Uh, She's uh, pro-life. Um, she said that uh, her prayer and faith gives her the strength for the journey. But she um, certainly, you know, no faith journey is without a struggle, right? Mm -hmm. And she did struggle with anger and feelings of being unwanted, you know, uh, but she gave God her whole heart. And this is the part I really loved. And she goes, I, she goes, she stresses that it's a process. So it's not a single moment that you say, okay, I give my heart to you, Lord, and that's it. And I'm good. But it's a, a daily commitment to the Lord. And I heard that. I was like, oh, 
process. Awesome. Makes sense. So we're on that daily journey, but we're on that daily, the daily yes to God that we accept our cross. And, and he, um, she said that, you know, when it's difficult for her, she prays and, and God is right there with her. And she feels like he's speaking to her, like just, you know, just keep trying. I'm here for you. And, um, I thought that was you know, quite beautiful that uh, she just you know, dialogues with the Lord and, and listens to him because it's hard for us to listen to God. We mm-hmm. don't slow down enough, um, certainly. Uh, but um, an interesting point she brought up too, and I didn't realize this, but she said her legs, so her, she has prosthetic legs that attach to her you know, natural end of her legs. And... Um, she said those are heavy and they hurt. So when she puts them on, she said it's her daily reminder that she is united, you know, with Christ's sufferings and and Christ is with her and her struggles. And I just very impressed by, by her message there. And um, like I said, uh, it's a process for all of us. Right. Yeah. So that's our best of the Super Bowl ad. Certainly a, couple good pro-life ads um with, yeah. uh, aligned with all these great coaches and players that you guys identified right yeah, that right. was a great ad right very it's, moving yeah it, it's you know it's nice to be able to focus on you know the the good things that a big event like a super bowl and how it can bring you know love and and and, and connection to faith and and uh, uh you know and also uh, the stories of the struggles for, you know, the players on the field, in their families, their careers, and then uh, certainly special people. Uh, and I'm, give it a platform to promote uh, to others, um, uh, to give us perspective what life is really about, right? And, and, and uh, it isn't all about entertainment. It isn't about, uh, uh, you know, just jumping up and down and you know, that kind of thing. While it is fun, certainly to enjoy that, uh, uh, it's nice to know that, um, uh, you know, there's great things about super events. I can't wait for the World Series, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to jump jump right to the World Series, huh? Yeah, yeah. We we better do our research uh, uh, on Catholic ballplayers, baseball players, and, uh, of course, uh, 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 basketball, right? We have uh, uh, some very faith-inspired stories in the basketball arena. Uh, good. Oh, you know what I wanted to share with with you guys and even our listeners. I just want to say kudos and and shout out to um, you guys. Know Kale Clark? He's on uh, Relevant Radio, and he has a relatively new show, uh, and he. Um, uh, he does a, he's a lay, lay minister, and he's actually of Protestant background, but he's a Catholic, converted Catholic. And he happens to be a total sports nut. Hmm. Wow. And he did, uh, just this past week, I caught a streaming uh, uh, show that happened to air the last week of January, and it was the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. And he did a special uh, episode uh, and really delved into, uh, uh, you know, 
exposing to a lot of people who you know weren't familiar with Kobe's Catholic uh, background. And he also was talked frankly about you know some of the things that Kobe had as issues in his life. Um, fantastic show, and uh, maybe just maybe we can get Kale Clark on. <laughs> so sure. Uh, so That'd I'll nice. I'll, uh, I'll try to connect with him. But if uh, you guys get a chance, you just tune in. Anyone out there, go to Relevant Radio. Uh, you can download their app. And uh, there's the Daily Mass uh, with Father Rocky. Uh, and uh, uh, check out Kale Clark. So uh, so anyhow, so hopefully we can get on his show and he can promote the Catholic Sportsman Podcast, right? Would you, would Chef, the question begs... You know, if somebody wants to listen to our Catholic Sportsman show, how could they do that? Good question. Right. Anyone out there, uh, go ahead. And if you have Apple iTunes, you can, or Apple Podcast app, it's no longer the iTunes app, but it's a podcast app. Just put in Catholic Sportsman show podcast and it will pop up and you can uh, subscribe like us and also give us a five-star review also available on google uh, google podcasts spotify podcasts and um, uh, let's see what else where else are we guys oh and uh, of course our original podcast distribution through soundcloud.com and podbean so, right and podbean right which is yeah. our hosting company uh, and that's where our uh, website currently resides. So uh, please listen and and spread the word. Uh, we want our message about our faith and the convergence with our love for sports and the development of uh, of uh, Catholic people and growth in uh, conversion. Uh, so. Please watch us, listen to us. What? Other than that, Randy, does that cover the gamut? That covers it, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> We're at one hour. Okay, that's cool. But I think we had a lot of content, but I think that it was interesting. So uh, we'll see uh, all of the listeners out there and uh, down the road here, probably in the next few weeks uh, as we get closer to baseball season. Um, so anyhow, well, guys, thank you very much. It was a great show and good info. Let me, let me end in prayer, Jeff. Oh, of course. In the uh, name of the Father, Father the Son, and the, Son Holy, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this night. We thank you for the Catholic Sportsman Show. We thank you for the Super Bowl and all the reflections that we had tonight. And especially the the um, the swimmer, the double amputee swimmer, that, uh, that's very inspirational. We pray all these things with the intercession of Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Holy Mary Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. In the Father and the Son. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. That's the Catholic Sportsman Show podcast for this week. Guys, looking forward to to our next show. Okay. All right. Play ball. Play ball. That's right. You guys take care out there. Okay? Okay.